Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 189. I'm your host, Kamran Chushtar, and with me is... James Selig. Today, we are here to talk all things Star Wars, uh... Not Jedi. Uh, well, two things Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, half things Star Wars because not the episode being half, but uh, specifically season three of The Mandalorian and season two of The Bad Batch. I have yet to buy Jedi Survivor, so that probably won't be for Same. a bit. When we do an episode on that, I'm, I think it'll probably be in the summer, to be honest, uh, just because there's still Hogwarts Legacy to put out, and I'm still playing that. Yeah. I really started it, honestly. And uh, Dead Space Remake, like, we're going to do yeah, episodes on the Iggy Island and Burning Shores for uh, Ghost and Horizons, yeah. so those still are coming up. Um, yeah, I know I'm not the first person to say this, but I'm, I was almost like relieved when Jedi Survivor got like, the reviews are basically like, it's really good, it just has really bad performance issues on like basically all platforms right now, so I was like... Oh, cool. So I'll just wait a little while. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Gives me more time. <laughs> don't don't touch it just yet if you're on PC, yeah. I guess. And then... Especially PC. Yeah. yeah. And then start... But even on PlayStation, apparently, it's been, like, crashing. So. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. Dang. Uh, yeah, and Andy Cortez from Kind of Funny was like, yeah, I wasn't having a great experience on PC, so I asked for a PlayStation 5 code. And then I, as soon as I got out of the tutorial, it crashed. Dang. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, that's terrible. Yeah, that and Star Wars Visions Season 2 is out. That came out in May the 4th, which today is the 7th. So we haven't yeah. even... You just finished Season 2 of The Bad Batch, so I didn't want to... Yeah, I literally like busted through it over the last few days because I was just like... I'd been putting it off because I was so kind of... like We talked about the first season a while ago, and I was like kind of not hot on that. Yeah. So I wasn't really super motivated to watch this season. We'll get to it, but like I feel like this season I liked better. Yeah. But not still not as much as I would have liked well we'll yeah so for visions we'll probably throw that in either just because there's a lot of stuff coming where it's it's going to be like a very busy summer but uh and not even thinking i'm not even thinking about all the the showcases like that's not even in my thought until i just thought about it now and i'm like ah shit the showcases which we talked about it before we're going to be very selective if it's the main publishers doing it like you know microsoft sony ubisoft i just hit my mic uh all those guys summer game fest we'll talk about those but if it's like the other ones that are kind of just like all over the place whether it's like gorilla collective indie game show or whatever um yeah i don't know if i can watch summer shit and everything else no offense to ign it's just there's so many different things that i'm just like every year we did it and the amount of stuff we'll talk about from the amount of content we have to consume to do it is so minimal that it's not even really yeah. worth it. And I don't really... If it's something that big, it will be outside of that showcase as well, where it's going to be like headlining places instead of just being in a showcase. And it's like, cool, there's some stuff. And last year, I remember looking at a bunch of indies uh, that I wishlisted, and I still haven't even gotten any of them just because I'm, I'm still a fucking backlog that is killing me uh, among both AAA and indies. But... Uh, that said, this is Sutra Side Talk. Every week we talk what we watch and play. This week, like I said, we're doing Star Wars, Mandalorian, Bad Batch, so it's more uh, television-oriented this week. Uh, uh, we'll probably say the same thing at the end, but just a heads up, next couple episodes will be all pretty much focused on film. Uh, next one is going to be John Wick Chapter 4 and Evil Dead Rise, and then the one after that will be focused on Marvel, which will be Ant-Man... And Wasp, Quantum Mania. I think that's the I think that's the full title. 
and yeah. Guardians, of the, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So we'll be knocking those two out after that. Uh, once that is done, I'm hoping, I don't know if I will be, but I'm hoping, I'm like, maybe I'll be done with Hogwarts Legacy to finally talk about that. But we'll see what happens. That's pretty much going to take up. My my gaming habits are so bad. <laughs> like, I should be playing all these things that you just mentioned, and I'm just like, you know what I want to do? I want to go back and start replaying Red Dead Redemption 2 and finish that fight. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to get through I'll, Hogwarts. I'll play Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 1 and just, like, play a 100-hour RPG out of nowhere. What, what's going to happen is I'm going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy, and you're going to listen to the whole episode. And then you're going to eventually yeah. beat it and play it, and then I'll be like, we already talked about this. And then we I'll, came, I'll we're not talking it, about like, it again. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll play it so long in the future that I'll have literally forgotten everything you mentioned. It's just like, oh yeah, you, we did talk about this. <laughs> you've, you've done that before, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh yeah. You've, you've done this. <laughs> My memory is so bad. And I'm just looking at you, I'm just like, we... I guess we're doing two episodes on the same game. Dude, oh, that's man. like... This is like a weird bit of trivia for me, but that's why I have such a hard time learning new languages. Is like, I'll, I'll understand like the grammatical structure, no problem memorizing words i'm so bad like my vocabulary in other languages is horrible unless i've heard the word like a thousand times <laughs> dang but uh otherwise we're there's a couple technical changes one is just my background um i always am kind of going in between like shades up or down and light on if the shades are down for better lighting uh, i i think honestly it's brighter not that bad if i just have the shades up so it's kind of yeah. Uh, easier. No, for your me. room's not that bad. Yeah. Like, unfortunately for me, like my shutters are literally like right. Yeah, behind you can literally see so... the sun attempting to like attack you. Like something. that's that's them fully closed. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so it yeah. works out a little bit, but uh, we got that, and then we're changing the audio quality uh, the way it sort of used to be. So originally, when we were first recording, we recorded using we exported with WAV files. But they were a lot longer. And I think, honestly, I'd still export as, like, an MP3. So now uh, we're going to be... And then, like, eventually I went... Cha and we changed to full MP3 everything. Now we're going to be changing everything to full on WAV files again. So uh, exporting in WAV, uh, the episodes will be full WAV files, so the quality should be a lot better. Uh, though back then when we did it previously, I didn't have, like, tools to clean the backgrounds so it doesn't sound like you don't hear humming or anything like that and like noisy room tone whatever it could be in the background uh so it should hopefully sound better and i think that's really everything there's not really any news once again that's worth talking about so we could probably just jump right into it i guess starting with the bad batch season two uh i know we talked about the first season and it was fine it kind of, it does the, it had a stronger first season than previous Star Wars shows that are animated do. Like, if you watch Clone Wars Season 1, you're just kind of like, oh man, or the movie, the Clone Wars movie, you're just like, this is kind of bad. Like, I, I don't like this at all. And then eventually it matured and figured itself out and got a lot better. Uh, I think Season 2 is where it really got better. Uh, or it was like, you could feel the changes coming in Season 2 and then Season 3, shit just hit the fan and you're like, this is amazing. Uh, Rebels, same thing. Season one wasn't too interesting until like it was like fine. Yeah, it was. It was. But by the end of the series, I was like, "Damn, this is actually good." Yeah. Uh, not the animation quality wasn't as good. Definitely, you could see no, clear differences. It's just like story wise, and you're like, Disney has more money, but 
they have less quality. It's very strange. Uh, and then um, now with Bad Batch, season one was like way too kitty again. And they're like, well, there's a kid character now. I'm like, that's great. We don't we don't care. Like, yeah. obviously, if you're showing this, you know, people of all ages are watching. But at the same time, we talked about this during the Mario movie. Uh, a lot of the shows from our childhood were more mature, even if they were for kids. Like, they respected the intelligence of a kid. Uh, and Bad Batch Season 1 was, like, in between on it, where at least it was better off than its former predecessors, but it still lacked full, like, drive uh, in terms of what we were seeing. It was just kind of like... We need to help people because it's what's nice, and you're like yeah. fucking like oh that's great. I don't care. Like show, show me something more interesting. And yeah. this season, I think, did a lot better than the previous. I uh, just in terms of as individual episodes, it did a lot better. Uh, in terms sure. of overall, I think it was kind of scattered depending on what part of the season we were looking at. But uh, how did you feel about the show overall? So my quick recap of, like, what I felt about... The, the reason why I was disappointed by the first season was... I thought Omega was an interesting idea for a character. A unique female clone who was not rapidly aged like all the others. And you're just like, well, why would the Kaminoans do that? That's interesting. And, yeah, she then spent the rest of the season, like, not really being important. And more often than not, when she tried to help... She just got in the way and made things worse. Yeah. And she never learned her lessons from that to like, you know what? Maybe I, I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I should let the professionals take care of things for, for now until I learn more. But she just never seemed to learn. Uh, and then the other thing that I was hoping for, I was hoping that the season, that the first season was going to focus more on like, how do the clones in general feel about like order 66 66, and like and and then eventually being replaced by just regular people when uh, they're replaced by the stormtroopers and we didn't really get any of that uh there was like the first episode the 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 bad batch themselves were like well what the fuck like everyone's acting weird i don't understand and then they're on the run and then they from then on they're just like okay i guess this is just our lives now we're uh, fugitive, uh, fugitives and now mercenaries because got to make a living. Uh, and the rest of the season was like fine. Like as a, you know, episode of or adventure of the week episode kind of thing. Yeah. But it just wasn't what I was hoping for. So I was disappointed, but it wasn't like bad. Yeah. Except for Omega being almost too juvenile for a child character, which is weird. Uh, and this season I felt like she was better. Like she, she still fucked up plenty of times, which annoyed me. And like definitely the first few episodes were hard for me to get through in this season. Cause I was like, Oh, it's just more of the same. It's just another episode of like the adventure of the week and Omega makes things worse somehow. And, but at least that wasn't the whole season. And we did start to get like, the clones being phased out for stormtroopers and and what's going on there and how does Palpatine convince everyone to even start conscripting people and stuff like that. Like the scene where he showed up after the, the like vote or whatever. And it's just like, uh, yes, this guy did destroy Camino. 
that's even more reason why we need uh, troopers or stormtroopers. And I was just like, damn, he fucking he actually played everyone. Yeah. Like it didn't go the way he he initially planned, but he had a contingency for that, and it worked. So, like, there were plenty. There were actually episodes in the season that I was like, damn, this is actually good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just like every episode, like the dude, the episode where Crosshair is basically just like, uh, he's posted on some random outpost and they're just like, yeah, we're here to guard the crates and tell us what's in the crates. We're not allowed to look in the crates, but they said it's absolutely important. We need to do it. And after like this whole thing of like trying to get these like stolen crates back and like the guy that the clone he's with, um, uh, I forget his name. Mayday uh, dies, and it's just like, and they were the literally just guarding. And, yeah, which is yeah, more individual episodes, but yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like everything, like you mentioned, every episode that wasn't strictly about the Bad Batch and Omega was actually really good. Like watching Crosshair actually finally not not really get over his programming necessarily, but just be like, this guy literally let one of his soldiers die because he just didn't care like i can't stand that and he he killed him yeah that was that was really interesting so there were moments in the season that i thought were really good but like half of it i was just like this is fine again yeah so the way they kind of break it up though is like the first portion of the of the season it's kind of aftermath of season one where they're just still trying to figure everything out and eventually they get separated i guess you would say because echo joins rex and uh they go through the whole omega dealing with that in her own way but it's a couple different because you get two different versions of the bad batch uh not even talking about the individual episodes that cover other characters but uh with them there's the kind of random adventures that are sort of like connecting with things whether it's finding a new home or going on an adventure or saving someone that owes money uh funny enough to the more i guess structured like overall story that we're getting kind of like they did with rebels i guess you'd say clone wars didn't really have that because it was the entire war but for this one it's the overall sense is everything going on of them being hunted first post camino to oh hey there's a science division that's capturing people and they want Omega overall and they're kind of searching for stuff. And it's the overarching story of like uh, this science crew that's trying to do this crazy experimentation with clones, but also there's like a giant, they created a monster yeah. uh, that. I totally forgot that that creature even was like in an episode of like Clone Wars or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. it was like that. Mo- there was a monster episode of Clone Wars where it's like a kaiju sort of type. Yeah, it attacked Coruscant, and they literally were like, it's the same kind of monster that attacked Coruscant, and I was like, what? And then I had one of those, like, brain flashbacks, and I was like, oh my god, that's a weird callback. Yeah, <laughs> apparently Lucas let Filoni do the episode, because he knew he loved, like, Godzilla and stuff, and that's why uh, Filoni got that's to do it. Funny. Yeah, but the whole thing with it is, it's all over the place, not in a bad way, necessarily, it's just that in the beginning... It's a lot of them kind of dealing with themselves this more personal growth in a way where you're either getting each character getting their moment 
when I see each character, mainly really just Tech and Omega are the ones yeah. uh, doing stuff. Um, Wrecker's always in the background no matter what. He's not really someone that takes front center, at least that we've seen so far in the entire series. No, he's just like the, the big, dumb, strong dude. That's it. Yeah, and then Hunter... They kind of it feels like they've turned Hunter into a foil for Omega more or less. Like he is just it's more it feels like it's just him responding to whatever Omega does practically. Or like he'll do something and then Omega will do something and it's him kind of having to react to it if that makes sense. Yeah. Where and then why is Omega hanging out of the ship? <laughs> yeah. And so you have Omega who's really the one that has the full personality of Tech who doesn't really have any personality, but he just, like, there's a lot more focus on him in a couple episodes, whether it's, like, him dealing with Omega yeah. and her... That was one of the few moments that I actually really liked, was when they're, like, alone in the cave together, and she's just like, why don't you care that Echo left us? And he's like, it's not that I don't care, I just process it different than you. Yeah, and I that was probably the best... I don't know, I don't know if you'd call it filler, but just kind of, like... If the, for what they have in considering filler or one-off adventures, so it was probably the best episode they had, uh, I think. Yeah. Just because they got more serious in a good way that I could appreciate. Yeah, no, I always appreciate like a good emotional growth scene yeah. between characters. And then Echo... Because like, that's harder to do than just like big dumb shootout. Yeah, that usually that, would that happen in a lot of good. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and Echo like has his own thing going on where he just kind of leaves and he's like, you know, I do what the mission needs, especially because he's the one... The bad, the bad Batch is more, like, focused on themselves of, like, what do we need to do to survive? Whereas yeah. Echo sees the bigger picture, which makes sense considering he is an arc... He was, and I would still say is, considering his look, an arc trooper. Yeah, he, well, he's an original clone. Like, he wasn't part of the Bad Batch originally. Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't until he was, like, captured by the Separatists and they, like, half-droidified him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they really fucked they him up. They just gave him a bunch of implants and it's just like, well, now you don't look like a normal clone, so... Bad batch it is. Yeah, uh, ver it's kind of like Spider Man, I guess, because he's like a mutant, but he's not born a mutant kind of thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess the Spider Man of Star Wars. But uh, I just find it weird that like instead of giving himself like a regular usable robot hand, like literally exists. Like Anakin had one. He's just like, no, I'm cool with the weird. I'm gonna keep like, hacking into shit. Yeah, I'm, with the hacking probe hand. Uh, maybe he's left handed, and he's like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess Arc Troopers usually would have... I mean, Arc Troopers, I believe, would go... They could dual-wield pistols or do something else. Yeah. Uh, that being said, like, there were other episodes, like, you have Tech going through and saving Sid with the whole run and her... You, you kind of learn more about Sid, I guess, where she isn't really good for them whatsoever. She's kind of a... Yeah. Because at the end, she betrays them. Dude, I thought that that was interesting. That she literally is just like, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I cut a deal with the Empire. Sorry, it just kind of had to, you know. I just whatever. Yeah. Sorry, it's it's cool. Uh, and especially, I think what was funny was you think you're gonna get Sid be like she's gonna be better to them because like in the first season, it's like a weird like you know. You help me, I help you, but don't, you know, watch that, watch what yeah, you do. Yeah, like, she's supposed to be, like, the, kind of like the slimy crime lord, but she's actually got a heart of gold, really. Yeah. She just, you know, puts on an act. Because throughout the first season, you feel like there's a growing relationship, especially between her and Omega, and you feel like, oh, okay, cool, things are better between yeah. them. And then eventually, like, you get to the episode where she's in trouble, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is going to solidify the relationship. 
It's just going to make, like, them really good comrades. And then right after... And then they call for help that one time, and (laughs) she's like, you're on your own. Yeah, she's like, fuck off. And she just starts, like, using them more and more. And it's so crazy to think, like... Sid is probably, in terms of... That's not Imperial. Easily, like, the the most greedy character uh, in the show. Especially because after everything that they did for her, that's what she does, uh, which is crazy. I did not expect that. Like, you don't... Yeah. Especially for a show like that, that was something that it did... Uh, that did catch me sideways, just because for the track record they have, you don't think that would be something that would happen, and you don't think they'd go that far, even though it's not something that's, like, really bad for a kid to see, but it's interesting now that, like, you're just like, wow, okay, like, betrayal can happen even if you think they're going to be okay and good and it's like more realistic and believable yeah so that was that was well done and then they introduce another character that's like her uh a known i guess um acquaintance of her hers who's like a treasure hunter i forget what her name is but she's voiced by wanda sykes which is interesting yeah it was really recognizable yeah and she is was it trudy oh i don't remember i think it was Trudy. so bad with names uh, but they, she's in like a couple episodes and they're more adventure episodes that are personal growth for the crew or one is, one isn't. One is very interesting because they go on literal treasure hunt and find a giant, like, uh, I guess like, it reminds me of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind where there's like super weapons and they unearth yeah. a super weapon that some a lot of people have been theorizing. It's it looks like almost like a long uh, long neck from uh, a tall neck from Horizon Two or Horizon. Huh. Uh, if you remember, you saw that episode. It's in the show. No, I just I didn't make that connection. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, uh, you know, who you remember this story? Um, but it looks very similar. A lot of people are thinking it's like a Zepho. Uh, artifact oh. which the Zephyr are the ancient it, like yeah. <laughs> ancient aliens uh from jedi fallen order which is very interesting like you kind of learn about their whole downfall and everything else and that's what a lot of thought is because one thing i've been noticing that a lot of people also have been noticing is current star wars very much is looping through itself like it's very much tying itself together in a very interesting bow of just like hey so remember this this actually means like this and stuff and we'll probably get to it a little bit more later but i do like how one is referencing another more and more that i wasn't really expecting it to be this connected specifically we'll talk about it but like bad batch jedi fallen order um mandalorian and the sequel trilogy like they're all kind of tying together and they're all current so i think it's it's very interesting. I just really hope that all this like cloning research stuff doesn't isn't all just so that they're trying to make the somehow Emperor Palpatine came back not stupid. Cuz it, it just Wait, no, feel okay, like so her a name lot was Fee Genoa is her character's name in Bad Batch. Mm. Okay. Uh oh you mean you you're hoping it's wait so you're hoping it's I hope I hope it's more than just like a way for them to retcon in a way to make the emperor's cloning thing not stupid and make and come out of nowhere because they're like no 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 see it was all part of the plan the whole time because we had all this stuff to come later (laughs) to fill in the gaps so 
I want to. I want to save it for. You after. know they would do that. I want to save it for after. I want to save it for the end of the Bad Batch yeah. talk, uh, just because okay. I, I have a lot to say on that, honestly. That's but uh, the other episode being the kind of like new sync, because now that they've kind of said fuck off to Sid, they go to that planet with the. It's like a pacifist planet that's really nice and paradise except for the tidal waves tsunami yeah stuff. the occasional tidal wave yeah uh so that's kind of like their new temporary home which is interesting but uh i did i did appreciate these episodes they weren't like bad but they were like okay kind of like uh compared to then what we're talking about is the overall episodes where it's the overall plot going on where you get one senator chuchi's arc where she is trying to fight for clone veterans, but also learns about the whole Camino bombing. And then, yeah, everything with Crosshair and the mountain base, I guess, like the science base in the mountain that we've been seeing, which I think wasn't that with, um, that was the base they were in in season one, right? That had the clone commandos originally, I think. Was it? I totally forget. I feel like they were there once before by accident. I could be wrong. I did geek out when I saw the uh, the cl- uh, commando troopers, though. Oh, like, squ- oh shit. Com- commandos. <laughs> yeah, and I think they brought in some of the actual ones from Republic Commando, if I recall correctly. Or at least they brought in one of them. They showed, like, That's a Scorch cool. or something. I forget who it was. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, th- yeah, because I, I played, like, the very beginning of that game. And I would like to at some point, but again, like... You know how backlogs go. Yeah, and then there's the Karen Travis books, I believe, too, that cover more of the Clone Commando stuff. But, yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting the way they've been handling the antagonists, I guess you would say. So the first one being the commander that oversees the destruction of Kamino. He's kind of like the main dude that's their enemy in the first season. And pretty much in the first, what, quarter to a third of the second season is where he just kind of gets taken out and yeah like arrested and used as a scapegoat because he's really just another stepping stone for the emperor and he's not smart enough that he's like integral he's no Tarkin yeah, it's or interesting that, or anything for palpatine it's interesting that we see the uh the officers treating the clone troopers as expendable yes he, there they are but to the emperor everyone is expendable yeah as long as he gets what he wants you're expendable so yeah he's just like yeah, this guy's a higher up in my it's like a, it's uh, your new standard empire, corporation. Don't need him. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll swap him out with another commander. Who gives a shit? Yeah. As long as I get my stormtroopers. Yeah, and so like you go through him, you see the whole turnaround with the emperor, which was insanely well done, and well, not insanely, but just I think they did a good job of like his presence because you're so like whatever with a lot of the things going on that when you get a very familiar character like that, you're like, oh, fuck, look who it is, guys. Yeah, um, yeah it's, just, it's like the Senate's just going about its usual business, then, oh, the Emperor is showing up. He's actually coming to work. Cause he, yeah, and he's the whole thing, they, they emphasize, like, he never shows up to the Senate meetings anymore. And yeah. we all know eventually, you know, they dissolve the Senate. They're like, the Senate's useless. Yeah. We're a full fucking Although empire. Although that's such a, like, a throwaway line in one of the movies. It's like, yeah, the Emperor just disbanded the Senate. <laughs> God, I think eventually... But as a kid, I just, like, didn't think about it. Eventually, I think they'll work into, like, how they disband it, but also they'll, like, eventually show, like, Senator Organa, like, oh, I guess I'll just go back home, and then it'll have its perspective, like, what's... Oh! Oh, that'd be so sad, but that would be a cool scene, though. I think I think yeah. they could work around into that eventually, uh, especially considering... Like, we saw Leia in Rebels. Yeah. 
We also saw her in Obi Wan. But uh, <laughs> wait. Oh yeah, wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> You just I totally forgot about that. And you were right too. You were right too. So uh. God, it's just so st- um Yeah, so there there's a lot they could especially considering like there's still season two of Rogue One. Uh, I mean not Rogue One, um Andor and stuff that they can rope in. But there's then so after this dude's taken out, you then get Mr. Science Man. Mr. Science Man, I forget what his name is, but he's like a he speaks so weird. Like he's he, supposed he to acts be like he's a serial killer. He, he has. He, he does. He fucking does. And it's funny because like, I think what they were looking for was they said we want someone that has like a Thrawn type presence, who thinks he knows more than what. Like he he feels like he's a threatening presence just by his aura of being yeah. there like you look at thrawn he's, he's like Hannibal lector but he only maybe eats you yeah like look at thrawn he talk he talks so like exquisite and very reserved and he's like oh, i love to look at all the people's cultures and then i use it against them and annihilate them and you're just like jesus christ this guy is like yeah. oh yeah i like to i'd like to open people up and see what's inside and see what's ticking and you're like oh and he's like <laughs> and you're like oh shit yeah he is Hannibal a little bit yeah that's like yeah. Hannibal. hello clarice um so what's interesting here is he is doing something to clones and the big thought is this is the beginning of how they create dark troopers which for those that don't know dark troopers are these mechanized stormtroopers so they're not actually human they're robotics i don't know what goes on inside of them they were created in i want to say either novels or comics uh in star wars legacy uh, like the pre-Disney stuff. And there was like three iterations of them throughout the New Republic era with like Luke as a Jedi Master and everything else. Um, it was very interesting concept that they created for them. And you're like, okay, they got retconned, whatever. And they bring them back in season two of the Bad Bat, not uh, season two of Mandalorian. Uh, they bring them back as these mechanized troopers and they're fucking, you see how threatening they are. And we'll actually talk about it yeah. later in Mandalorian season three. But they're very, they're like, stu- like you, to put in the perspective, uh, you look at Clone Wars and you see like the clones fighting the battle droids and the super battle droids who are like the Mark II's, the big blue ones. In one scene in the show, I remember at one point, I think it was in the movie maybe, uh, a clone runs up and like tries to punch a super battle droid. And he, like, goes, like, oh, fuck. And then he dies. The Super Battle just kills him. And it just shows, like, that's how actually strong they are. Like, you have to straight up shoot it or be a Jedi. Otherwise, those things are, like, fucking built. And the whole thing with the Dark Troopers is they're much stronger than that. They're more mechanized. They're just heavier. Like, you listen to them, and it's like, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, holy shit. So the whole thing with that is... The clones could be the blueprint for the Dark Troopers in terms of... I don't know what the fuck. They're going to explain in Season 3, I'm pretty sure. But that's the big theory here, is that they're taking clones and turning them into Dark Troopers somehow, or using some part of them to become Dark Troopers. And there's that, and then there's what they want with Omega, which at first is just like, hey, Lama Sue, do your thing with this, but uh, she's important. And she, yeah. they, they feel like they... I'm very confused by that. <laughs> you feel like they have the same importance of her as 
Grogu a little bit. Like, there's some... Sort of? Because, like, they... Because apparently the Kaminoans were um, experimenting on that kaiju beast thing. And, like, this is the only hint we get in this season of, like, why Omega is important. Because they really didn't talk about that in the last season. And for this season, it's just, like, someone tells this, like, Hannibal Lecter researcher guy that Omega is the key to controlling the clones. And I'm very confused why that would be, but I guess we'll see in season three. Yeah. Because that's all we got. And it's a whole thing of, like, does this involve the inhibitors? Because I don't think they have any control. They're yeah, there already was a way to once control them. She's, once, like, those inhibitors are gone, they're fully free-willed. They can do what they want. Yeah. And uh, I don't think she's, like, a key of, like, she's some fucking hidden conqueror conquer his hockey command key uh which is it would be interesting it would be interesting if she was like the first perfect clone that had like a control phrase implanted but didn't need a inhibitor chip yeah and like that that might be interesting if it's like genetic control and not like literally we had to build something inside of you to do this yeah so but who's to say yeah and we also learn like her the this dude's assistant is a older version of her. She's also a clone and she's like Omega's. I totally missed that. <laughs> yeah. She says it. She's like, I'm your sister. And then like, it I got shows it. and it's basically older Omega. And you're like, what huh. the fuck is happening? That explains why she had an accent. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I was playing Xenoblade at the same time. So I might've missed a few things. <laughs> Good job. That's, that's what I like to hear. That's, okay. I was like bored by the first half of the season. So I wasn't like super engaged. Oh my God. Okay. Well, no, that's I you, mean, it depends on the episode. Uh, that's what happens guys. You miss uh, small tidbits. Like, Oh, Hey, Omega has a sister the whole time. You know, it's a small yeah. thing that you won't really care about. I'm sure that doesn't mean anything. Right. Like people give shit to Martin Scorsese for, or whoever for saying like, no one appreciates movies anymore. Cause they all watch them on their phones. Like, you know, he's not wrong. You do miss something in translation if you're fucking distracted. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Uh, so, and it's just like short attention spans and whatnot. But uh, there's all that. There's those villains that you're getting. Crosshair, you kind of treat as a villain in season one. And then this season, you definitely get the feelings of redemption, even when he does try to warn his squad. Like, it's not even a trap. He's just like, no, I'm legitimately trying to warn you. Like, yeah. uh, be careful. Like he like he knew he wasn't gonna get away, and he's just like I the this is the least I can do is at least get a message out. Yeah, and you know throw me also like goddamn that guy is a good shot. Yeah, <laughs> like that the I forget what episode it was, but when they were like trying to uh, storm some base or whatever, and uh, they're trying to get up a like a spiral staircase, and literally he's just like throw this reflective thing that was and make the, the shot oh so that was a that was a good episode that was like one of the first uh, ones because it's him and cody they finally bring yeah, back Commander that, cody that was cool and it's a former separatist planet that was part of the separatist senate and it was actually a character that i believe was in the clone wars episode where padme visits the separatist senate she like sneaks in interesting she's a friend there and it's 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 cool because it's like you see what the separatist senate looks like and it's so much smaller than the uh republic senate 
like it's ridiculously smaller and you know dooku comes and he's like i'm the chancellor and you're just like ah yeah sure you are uh, but that character that she's that's there and i'm pretty sure that was padme's friend uh is the one that gets that's in charge of this planet and gets killed and uh you feel for her because you're just like yo they just wanted their some of them weren't like a lot of separatist planets weren't necessarily bad they just wanted their freedom and yeah. they just were trying to stay away from everything because they felt the imperial aspect, I think, of the Republic showing up early. And it's like... D- whole- I did... I That was one of the scenes I liked in this season was when the old guy from Dooku's, like, homeworld was just like, yeah, Dooku took advantage of us, but he saw what was going to happen in the Senate coming. Like, he knew it was going to happen. Although, to be fair, he also knew because he was part of the it. Apprentice. Yeah. yeah. He was, like, part of it. But it was just, like, yeah, he did see, like, the corruption coming. I wonder if he actually did have, like, some plan to overthrow the Emperor and, like, fix things himself. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, it didn't happen. And it's cool, too, because, like, you always feel like there could be um, more alliance between battle droids and clones now with the emperor empire there uh just because it's the two sides that were fooled the whole time to fight each other for no reason for the most part and even though the battle droids you know they're destroyed it's like they still have utilization they've done it in rebels like i believe there's rebels uh episodes where they have the clones and droids together there's even one in clone wars there's even an episode in the season of mandalorian where it's like yeah we just repurposed a bunch of battle droids because i mean the war is over but they can still lift a box yeah so it's like that whole thing and uh, eventually they could probably do more with it, I think. They could really, like, utilize the fact that there's all these... Because un- the whole thing is they're, they're supposed to be like, yeah, we're decommissioning them, we're destroying them, but not all of them are. There's all these battle droids and separatist ships sitting around that they could really utilize, which is interesting. Even though they're going to become out of date and, like, you know, the older the ships are, they're not going to be as useful. It's like yeah. having a, the Clone Wars era uh, Venator... I think they're, like, Venator ships or something go against like a star destroyer it's just like oh how's that gonna go it might not go the best yeah like they might be able to go up against like a light corvette but not a full star destroyer yeah because those things are like stupid powerful unless you're galen merrick and he's just like they're huge (laughs) um it's like they're like they didn't do a very good job of displaying the power of a star destroyer in the original series or the original trilogy but like those things can bombard a planet from orbit and basically like glass it eventually yeah like, give it enough time. So, that being said, like, I think we've pretty much said, or you've said so far, but it, it pretty much is that the, weirdly enough, the episodes that didn't have the Bad Batch in them, or at least didn't have them as the main characters, were the best episodes in the season, just because they were, they were, they were what we wanted to see since season one, which was, yeah. how are all the other clones taking it? What's going on? Uh, the ones specifically that I wanted to talk about, I mean, the ones we were talking about specifically are the four, uh, one being, uh, the two-parter with Senator Chuchi and the clones that are like, Hey, there's a conspiracy. We're getting killed off. We're getting killed by another clone who apparently was never like part of the, that was interesting. Th- there was like a weird, like, are they making other clones that are like a whole thing of like, who the fuck are these guys? Which gives me like Star Wars Battlefront two vibes. And I'm not talking about EA, I'm talking about Pandemic, with that original campaign they made. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that campaign, uh, you're going through, you're supposed to be the 501st, you're Anakin's, uh, you're the Fist of Vader. 
and it's going through the Clone Wars, and then eventually through the, um, all the way up to the Battle of Hoth is like the final, uh, I think, final mission. In between, like, a, there's like an in-between point before all the Rebel stuff happens. It's like, uh, you kill off the Queen of Naboo, you invade Ka uh, uh, Kamino, and you also, um, I think there's like one more, but I can't remember what it was. But the Kamino one. You're basically, it's more or less what we get with the Siege of Kaminoan Season 1 of Bad Batch, but you go in and the Kaminoans, you, like, you're taking over and the Kaminoans don't want that, so they have their own army of clones that they prepared, so you're fighting Phase 1 clone troopers, so you're in, like, your Phase 2 armor and everything else, and it's, like, the original, like, Episode 2 version of the clones that you're fighting, because mm. they're brand new clones that have been bred to, like, defend Kamino, and you go through that whole fight, and it's kind of akin to that. I feel like they kind of looked at that and went, what if we had a thing where like these new clones were made, but also, you know, we wanted to destroy Kamino and it brings all of that in from that game, which is very interesting. Uh, or I guess more neat than anything. Um, God, speaking of like, you just reminded me of like one of the moments that uh, I was just like, Omega, like, why do you not understand anything? It was like in the season anyway, was when they, they were like infiltrating the Senate or something. Yeah. And th they literally were like, we need to keep calm because like, or keep, keep a low profile because we're on Coruscant. They're looking for us. They don't know that we're here. And literally uh, like uh, the Omega is like talking uh, to like one of the last Kaminoans left. And she's just like, why do you care about what happened to my home world? She's like, cause I'm a clone and it was on my home too. And I'm like, what like omega you're literally like one of the few clones that are being actively sought after maybe don't tell people that immediately yeah that's not really the <laughs> the best it's just like i get it she's a kid she's gonna do dumb things but it's like that's i feel like you should have learned at this point after being on the run for a year that maybe keep a low profile means don't tell everyone the truth about who you are immediately <laughs> Doesn't yeah, it doesn't really go well. It's um, I've been trying. Sorry, I'm like trying to look up a, a movie from John Wayne's time. Uh, yeah, maybe Tech uh, shouldn't or was it Echo was teaching her stuff? Who who was it was Echo who was like keep up keep up with your studies? Yeah no yeah Echo. Maybe, Echo. maybe he should have taught her some covert uh, covert ops uh, first before uh, ship names. Yeah very <laughs> yeah I'd say so. Um, Damn, I can't find it. But, uh... Okay, whatever. What are you looking for? Uh, John Wayne movie. Uh, just because I wanted to talk about... So, Senator Chuchi, uh, her episodes were really fun in that aspect. And I think she's my favorite senator. Just because it feels like the episodes that she's always in, whether it's this or Clone Wars, are the ones that are... They feel like they just... Uh, they have more fun with the clones and the theme of what's going on. So, like, in this one, it's, yeah. like, the whole conspiracy... And learning about Kamino, and she helps unearth it, which is really cool. That like you, you're thinking, oh, the Bad Batch is gonna you know stop this dude, but they they do in a sense. But she's the one that spearheads it, which is really fun. Yeah, she tries to do it like legally out in the open. Yeah, uh, the other being, if you remember, it was season two or one of Clone Wars. Uh, there's this really fun episode where she's in it, and it's like her people. There's like a moon to their planet or vice versa. I forget what it is. I thought she looked and it was, I was pretty it was sure she the was the ice planet with like the native aliens there. 
and the whole thing with like the guy who's like the general chan- he's like the general commander of the planet so he's kind of like in charge of it is like uh yo this is our planet they have to do what we say you know all this shit and they're just like yo we've lived here like this whole time fuck off and so he yeah. incites like uh, a very very short like mini war with them and like they do a whole thing where they get attacked by them and all the clones are supposed to protect this dude and they have their speeders in a circle formation as like a, a blockade against the the creatures as the aliens as they come in and uh they do like a whole fight but it's very akin to a john wayne movie i forget what it was called but it's one where um the american indians uh are being told to like listen to them or leave or all this shit and they're just like you'll get the fuck out this is our land and John Wayne is, like, this captain who's, like, trying to warn the dude in charge, like, yo, don't do this. They're going to fuck you up. And, like, he, he, like, stays back with his guys while they go and are, like, we're going to go in and take them out. And then they just get ambushed and do that formation. And then they all just get fucking massacred. But yeah. uh, that pretty much is the influence it got it from. Like, I'm almost positive that... Um, Dave Filoni got it from that, so I, I always appreciate that kind of thing. I know it's like more talking about the Clone Wars, but Senator Chuchi, at least whenever she's like one of the main characters, it's interesting episodes like this kind of stuff, which is what I appreciated. Uh, yeah. The other thing being, uh, yeah, the two crosshair episodes, the one being with Commander Cody going to the Senate, and then the one with Mayday, where it's his realization, and each time you're getting really the growth of the empire of the superiority and inferiority uh, personality that they all yeah, start to like, adopt of just like, Hey, we're better than everyone else. You better listen to and us. Just like the, his commander for the uh, Mayday episode, just being like, I don't like to work with clones. Like why? Like, cause I don't like used equipment. Yeah. It's like, damn dude, what? <laughs> and it's like a whole, it's the whole thing too of the, not not appreciation of veterans they kind of hit that up too just like hey you know how veterans get fucked over after a war well here you're watching like wait i was like wait a minute clones don't have rights but they're they're living beings they were made but they're living beings it's like the most interesting part of obi-wan when there's like that clone that's like it's for some change for an old war vet yeah and i thought he'd like be that's why, that's why i hated that i was you like thought he was an exception and not just like oh no they literally just didn't give a shit about any of the clones no i was hoping he'd be like a bigger character i was hoping like something at wow. least he would show up again for a second but then he was just like no it just there's just that and i'm like fuck you guys you could have done yeah, more well, one of the uh things i think i might have mentioned it when we talked about obi-wan but one of the things that would have been cool that someone pointed out was like when they the word got out that there's like a jedi loose in the city or whatever that they show that one clone seeing it and Order 66 kicks in again, and he's just like, I need to find the Jedi. Yeah. God. But that didn't happen. No, that Because they didn't think about yeah. it. <laughs> it's like that was the South Park episode where Butters is reading the book, and it's like, kill John Lennon. And it's like, John Lennon's oh, yeah. oh, hamburgers. <laughs> kill Ronald Reagan. Because <laughs> he read Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Oh, my God. So That's such, so funny to me. I, I love the idea that Catcher in the Rye is some weird conspiracy book, and it's just, like, kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, overall, I think, like I said, it was much better than the first season, yeah. only because it had a lot more of a mix of that kind of thing. I think season three is probably going to be the best season because they and it's the they've already confirmed it's the final season. It's three third and final season. Oh, okay. but it's going to give us all the answers we want about Omega. It's going to give us the answers we want about kind of like some of the growth of the Empire of what they're doing, uh, whether it's with Dark Troopers, what they're doing with the clones, kind of the overall like what happens to the clones now. 
And I guess you're going to get some lead up maybe to Rebels and what happens to the Bad Batch. I assume they kind of... I don't know if they're good. Like, is Tech alive? I totally forgot. Like, you kind of like, is Tech dead? Kind of thing. I want to... There's no body, so he might still be alive, honestly. That's the thing. I, I feel... He's he's like, hey, I got his goggles for you. That's all I could salvage yeah. or whatever. And, like, that could have just been a bluff. Like, I don't know. Maybe he might come back. Maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. And then, um... Crap. Do you remember what, uh... What's the character's name? Fennec Shan is supposed to be in season three. Uh, she was in oh, season one. But she, okay. she might be a actual, like reoccurring character now for season three too apparently uh so that'll be cool otherwise the uh, i assume the uh eventual reun like the whole bad batch being reunited like crosshair and omega with them and everything else like will come all full circle we'll probably have more rex cody might show up too now for it and we'll kind of see what happens like, maybe we'll see Cody die or something. I'll be like, hey, we know what happened to Cody. He's dead uh, or something. Yeah. We don't really... It'll be interesting kind of to see. Because we've seen Rex in the future, but not Cody. Yeah. And there's, like, all these other clones, too. It's like, what happened to all the Bad Batch? What happened to Echo? What happened to everyone? Like, there's so many clones that you kind of want to know about. And when you get to Rebels, there's, like, three. And only Wolf and Cody... Only Wolf and, like... Yeah, Cody... No, not Cody. Uh, Rex are, like, the only two left because, like, Gregor dies in rebels which is crazy but uh we'll see, yeah we'll see what happens and what's gonna go on with that plus the fact that it's clone commandos there and what they're gonna do considering they're still technically clones and how long will they last there so very interesting stuff i guess anything else on bad batch yeah. no i think we covered it like I, I agree like the the first season was just kind of fine to like boring for me personally and this season, like I, like I mentioned, it started a little bit slow and felt a little bit too close to the first season in terms of tone and feel. But, like, there were moments that I was like, this is actually really good. Yeah. Also, Tech yeah, apparently could potentially beat Anakin in pod racing. So there's also that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, I just have to calculate it. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess he's the best now. Uh, so Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, first thing I want to start off was... I did eventually, I originally wanted to get a guest for this, but just because work for me, like actual work work, uh, got busier. Uh, I didn't have time to really look for guests. I did find like a good list of like people to start reaching out to, which is nice. I do want to, there's a lot of Star Wars podcasts I've discovered. So I do want to start like talking to people, especially at least in time for uh, Jedi Survivor by then and yeah. Visions that we could get someone on for that. That would be really nice. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but I will start reaching out to people now and potentially have a, a list of guests for all future Star Wars episodes, which will be nice if we can. Uh, and also the thing with this was, you know, we've had two people on, I believe. For Mandalorian Season 2, we had Ty. And for Boba Fett, we had uh, Andreas, who was on for like Destiny and Demon Slayer and stuff like that. Uh, Ty, well, Andreas first, he couldn't make it. He's out of town right now from where he normally is, resides in. So he couldn't do it. And Ty, I don't believe, saw Mandalorian season three. And this is actually the first thing I want to talk about is mm. the reason why he didn't watch it was, uh, they did a whole thing where it's either they didn't believe in Boba Fett 
or they just wanted to force people to watch more Disney Plus year-round. Everything's connected. Yeah, so they they pretty much put, like, two episodes of what would have been Mandalorian in Boba Fett and just kind of fuck up Boba Fett by doing it a little bit, I would say, looking back at it now. Like, it, it definitely de- it devalued Boba Fett himself, and it shows, like, Disney didn't believe in that show necessarily. Which is it annoying. made Boba Fett feel like The Mandalorian season two point five. Yes, yeah, and that wasn't really the best route they could have done. Because also, let's say uh, you watch season two of Mandalorian and then season three, and you didn't watch Boba Fett, you're literally like, "What the fuck is happening?" You're gonna be so confused because season two ends by Grogu. Season three, hey, yeah, it's, it's Mandalorian and Grogu. Like, nothing happened, and you're just kind of like. What? <laughs> yeah, like last I saw, what happened to the Razorback or Ra- Razorcrest? Like, what happened to the Razorcrest? I thought, I thought he had another ship. Why? Why is he in a Naboo starfighter now? That's not painted. What? What? What happened? Why does he have Grogu again? Huh? It's yeah. It's so, not saying those episodes were bad. Those were fantastic episodes, but no, they just did just, not belong there. And yeah. it's just it did not do well because I'm pretty sure I've, if I heard correctly, Mandalorian season three had lower viewers than the other two seasons. And the reason for that is because they made it more difficult to keep up because they put in an entirely different show and said, you have to watch the show to know what happened in season three, to understand season three. And if you didn't, well, oh, well, go watch that now, too. And it's also really weird because like this whole the third season was like eight episodes and it felt too short, I guess, because it was more scattered. Yeah, especially for that. And it's like, they could have just taken those two Boba Fett episodes and kind of put those things into the, fir- the beginning of the season three, and it'd be a ten season ep- or ten episode season, and it would have been fine. Yeah. It would have made sense. It, uh, yeah, actually, that probably would have made the quality better. But because of that, Ty was annoyed and said, I'm not watching it. I'm not doing it now, because uh, you, you, you can't fair. make me do that. So that's why... I didn't bother asking him because he didn't even <laughs> check it out. They're trying to Marvelify the uh, exactly and the Star Wars universe. That's what always made Star Wars better, and that's why I, I talked about it before. That's why James Gunn's idea for DC is good because he's going the Star Wars now, not Marvel route. Going, you don't have to watch this to watch that. They're all going to be there, all separate, or a lot of them will be separate, and sometimes people will appear just like in Star Wars, but you don't have to see the previous thing to know what's going on because it doesn't. It's just yeah. like the fun adventure and stuff. So. There's all that, but then you get into season three itself, and I would say structurally, I don't think it holds up as well as the other two seasons. I think, like yeah, we just it said, it's kind really of scattered. Focused for me. Yeah, uh, because they went in a different route where they said, "Oh, the Mandalorian's not just about Din Djarin anymore; it's also about Bo-Katan," which I'm not opposed to because I re- I've like Bo-Katan is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars uh, since Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, like I love Death Watch and everything else in Clone Wars and everything, but they scattered it way too much with the way they wanted to pull it off, and it just had everything going all over the place. You're like, wait, so are we here? Are we here? Are we here? Because you have like. Here's going on. We're, we're trying to reclaim Mandalore right now. Oh, well, well, that's going on. Bo-Katan is kind of at her throne and doing whatever. But also, Mando is, like, doing... I have quest. Oh, to do quest, you need to do side quest. Oh, in order to do side quest, you have to do other side quest. It was like, uh, 
I yeah, in order you... to get to Mandalore, I need I I need a droid. Oh, to get a droid? Oh, you need IG eleven. So that's your side quest to get a IG eleven. Well, to get IG eleven, you have to do this other thing too. And I'm like, and he ends up just buying a random broken down droid anyway from the what's her name on Tatooine. Yeah, and I was just like, why did we go through this whole episode where he's like, I need a droid. And like, I, did he really need the droid? Because all he seemed to use it for was test. It became like a Grogu exoskeleton. I guess. Well, that was later when he actually did get IG back, and I, I did find that kind of funny that they gave Grogu a mech. Yeah, that was really funny. It was just uh, like, no, yes, no, 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 yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, that was yes. super funny. He's just like walking through that the was streets pretty good, and though. hitting the yes button over and over. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that that's something a kid would do. It's just like, yeah. That was actually. I got a robot. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. I, I like that a lot. Uh, the, the fucking <laughs> by fucking Mecha Grogu. Oh my god, yeah. that was great. Uh, they, like the whole structure aside, like they still know the emotion, the heart, the formula of the show to make it still like you want to keep yeah. watching. You want to know what happens next. There's still a lot to do. Um, there's at least one more season, uh, at least. I'm not really sure, like what routes they want to go to, but we'll we'll talk about that that at the end. Uh, but. I guess I'm trying to think of like what we want to talk about first because there's like everything with Dinjarin, there's stuff with Bokatan, and then there's like the uh, there's I would say two episodes in spe- in particular that I'd want to focus on as well. I guess hit those first. The first being the episode that I think some people thought was funny, other people thought like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Why is this episode here?" Is the uh, episode with the droids that has both jack black and lizzo in it oh uh, and yeah, that, one that one apparently caught a lot of flack like well because the entire thing felt like a side quest and it's not just only like, that but they there? didn't feel like real star wars characters they felt like yeah they weren't even really like uh, that that's definitely i one feel of like they were doing things. a larp in terms of the, yeah. the acting for it to be honest and it it definitely felt like hey check it out it's jack black and lizzo and not Jack Black and Lizzo wanted to be Star Wars characters. Here they are. Yeah. It's so, and maybe that's just because they're both so recognizable that I can only just see Jack Black and Lizzo unless they turn them into like complete aliens or put them into like stormtrooper costumes or something and like cover the face like uh, what they did with um, the James Bond guy. I totally forget. Daniel Craig. He was like apparently one of the movies is the stormtrooper, and you would no- you wouldn't notice because he. Just What's the thing? Yeah, that, that's a much different thing. Yeah, and the, whole, the yeah. whole thing too is like, I feel like they did, they took a little She-Hulk route with this, where She-Hulk had an episode where it's like, hey, look, it's Make the Stallion, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And also, Christopher Lloyd was in the the same episode, and just like, it's too many uh, cameos in one episode. It's distracting. Oh yeah, he was in it too. Yeah, and, and he turned out to be the guy responsible for like the the droids going nuts. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And he's like, Count Dooku was my boy. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, I'm a true separatist <laughs> I'm a, believer. He's, he's a separatist. And you're just like, bro, that was like two wars ago. It's not even this. Yeah. It's like three wars. <laughs> that dude's old school. Yeah, he's super fucking old school. Holy yeah. shit. It's so random. It's like, um, it's like if you're fighting uh, the fucking current like russia ukraine okay no that's bad but if you're fighting a current war now and you're just like 
oh, dude, I was a Nazi. And I'm like, you just ignored the Cold War and just went yeah. like, yeah, I've been a Nazi the whole time. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, how old are you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was, it was very interesting. And the fact that, like, the rest of that episode, though, like, it's like, hey, look, the droids are doing their own thing and they're what did they say like they they have their own little like lives going on they have a bar they go to and yeah, i will say was... the droids that they had were interesting because it's like okay here's battle droids here's super battle droids and it's not even the battle droids and super battle droids doing it they're like or like the vacuum bot that attacks that lady that one time which actually okay that was kind of funny yeah but like the whole thing is about that <laughs> they just want to have a purpose yeah, and... that was an interesting thing where it's like in most of star wars it's like droids are treated terribly yeah like they're literally like seemingly sentient but tr- uh, treated like they're just like household appliances and they're usually like, pretty much like they not they, they get replaced by other droids the only ones that don't get replaced yeah. and repaired are literally only r2d2 and c3po are yeah, the only and, two and if you're and if your droid is acting up put a restraining bolt on them force them to do what you want oh yeah like so it's like their droids are not treated well. So it's interesting to find a, a bar full of droids that are just like, oh no no no, we actually do really like working for humans because you know you you guys you won't, you live so short lives like it's it's the least we could do for giving us like a long ass life as a box that just says gonk. Yeah, I mean it's also funny when you think about it where they just go like we're literally gonna outlive you like it's fucking hilarious yeah. and you're just like which is true. Just you're like, just kind of like oh fuck they yeah. got a point. All right, that, I was like okay yeah. that I'll give you points for that that part of the episode like I, I get that. The other thing so being like, I, I like don't know if the, it's um, believable or not because it's like would the droids l- overlook the the poor treatment for the fact that they're like. Yeah, but they I get to watch so you die. Lives. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> we get to watch, <laughs> you die. watch you die. Oh my God. You're right. <laughs> oh man. Uh. Um, the other droids there at that bar was interesting. They had the re- the droid. I forget what they're called, but like based on Rex, uh, Rex, not Captain Rex, but Rex from Star Tours, who was uh, before they changed the. Oh um, uh, yeah. Before they changed Star Tours and threw threw C three PO in, and you're just like, why the fuck is C three PO here? Uh, there was this droid named Rex who would be your pilot for the Star Tours vehicle. And uh, now that they changed everything uh, and replacement C-3PO when they redid Star Tours, uh, they actually put Rex as the DJ and Ogus Cantina. So in the Star Wars... Oh, that's in, interesting. Yeah, in, in the Star Wars land of like Disneyland and Disney World and stuff, uh, he's now the DJ, which at least I'm happy that they get... Like, he still has a purpose. It's like when you find the Yetis... Uh, that used to be in the Matterhorn and Disneyland are now in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy like collectors area, and it's like they're part of his collection, which is funny. Um, anyway, uh, that was definitely the weakest episode of the season, if not the whole show. It just felt like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I think it, it's not saying it like just... it's like a. It's not. I'm not saying it's like really bad, but because the whole overall, I would say in terms of individual episodes alone. This show has pretty much a very high quality rate where I don't really think there's anything under a six or actually, okay, that was like a five. That's like the lowest I've ever given probably uh, a score. Like if I gave each episode a score, that would probably be the lowest one along with like maybe one from season one, but I could be wrong. Um, Yeah. There was like a couple episodes or whatever in season one. It just felt weird to me that this episode and one other episode had the same exact structure of like, 
here's the beginning of the episode. Here's what Bo and Din need, which is in this episode, we need to go talk to the rest of the Mandalorians here and get them to join our cause. And then there's a whole, the whole rest of the episode is a detour for something else. And then the last like five minutes maybe gets back to like the main thing and they finish talking to the Mandalorians and they get what they need. Guess. And the other episode was the, it was interesting, but it was the one that revolved around like the geneticists. Well, hang on, hang on. From, yeah. That episode with the droids though. Does it remind uh, you of something we just talked about in terms of, yeah, we're thinking about like they would go to do this thing and in between it's like this whole other thing that doesn't really matter to like what's going to happen at the end too much. We just played it. Oh, Destiny? <laughs> Lightfall. It's yeah. the beginning and the end and everything in between. It's like, what was the, what was the point of yeah. this? I just, oh my God. Yeah, that's the, that was yeah, the, like, that episode was the Lightfall of the Mandalorian series. That's, that's why it's so weird. And like the other episode was the Geneticist episode where it's like, it starts off and it's like, oh shit, Bo and Din are like being chased by space pirates, literally. Uh, and they need to get away. And Din's like, follow me, I know how to shake him. And then the whole rest of the episode cuts to completely separate story on Coruscant, which was interesting. It was very interesting, because we, vo- uh, we we never get to see Coruscant. And we yeah. actually get to see it, like... Dude, like, the fact that the, the tallest, like, mountain peak is still, like, technically visible somewhere because, on like, the, the surface, actual, but it's, like, a little tiny rock. Because the whole thing is, they like changed Coruscant to where like the well, outer portion like, of it this isn't even really the planet like the planet's inside of yeah, that whole area like the way I, I would describe Coruscant is like imagine Earth given another like I don't know 10,000 years of of industrial development at least and you're just like after the entire surface of the planet is covered in cities you start building over the oceans and then like you basically, you build in a whole city over the entire planet. And it's like, well, we ran out of space. Let's start building another layer. And they just never do that. Build never. Do yeah. That. They if just build layer in power in the future. Don't just don't do that. Just find another planet, but also fix yeah, this to, one first. Yeah. To the point where that's why Coruscant is literally just like a entirely a city planet because they just literally kept building more and more city until it was all city and the entirety of the original planet is literally covered. Yeah. Which is interesting and also sad. But it's also insane how tall, like, how high up that city is compared... Like, it's like, oh, this is the tallest mountain peak. Like, you think about yeah. how deep down... Like, the whole thing is, like, the underbelly of Coruscant, the underground, the underworld. Like, the whole thing of how many things were supposed to take place down there, and then the one time we do get something, it's, like, something we don't actually want, which is hilarious. Yeah. It's like the, the fucking... Um, in Clone Wars, the final season they did when Ahsoka's there with the, the sisters. And I'm like, this fucking yeah, it's like, sucks. Yeah, we spent a lot of time here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, we wanted the underground of Coruscant, but not like this fucking monkey paw wish, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but compared to like, I wanted the George Lucas live action Star Wars series undergr- like underworld thing that was like 50 episodes. That was what I wanted. Um, uh, yeah. and I, I actually would still like that. Thank you very much. That'd be very nice. Uh, yeah, it just, it just felt weird that like at the end of the episode about the geneticist and like the, uh, the reformed, uh, em- empire people or whatever. Um, they then like in the last two minutes of the episode cut back to Din and, uh, and Bo like still on the run and they finally shake the pirates. And I literally was like, 
I totally forgot that's how this episode started. Yeah, so... <laughs> what the hell? The thing with that episode, too, so, like, these two are the definitely the weakest episodes, but it's... So, as a Mandalorian episode, it's weak. As an individual episode of just Star Wars lore, it's fucking awesome. Like, the yeah. amount of interest I had in that episode where my ears perked up in a different way of just, like, oh, like, politics and culture and all this shit. I was, like, yeah, oh, I'm like, vastly how, interested how in How do you reintegrate the hardcore Empire people? Because, like, that's... That basically is what happened after World War II. So, it was like, yo, all these hardcore exactly. Nazis, like, what do we do with them? Yeah. And so what I think was, like, is this a backdoor pilot to something else? Like, that's what it feels like. Just, like, the yeah. it's really, like, the the 2.5 Mando stuff would in Boba Fett would be considered a backdoor pilot, kind of. But it's just a continuation of a... It's a backdoor pilot for season three, which is funny. Yeah, this is really weird. Yeah. So this is like, what could this be for? And I'm, I'm so curious as to what it's going to connect with. Is this going to be something that comes back in season three of Mandalorian? Or is this going to spin off into something entirely different? Maybe, because like, they kind of felt like they wrapped up the Moff Gideon stuff a lot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But it's So the reason I'm cu- curious about this is because they're pretty much going to be eventually done with Mandalorian. And then also, yeah. Andor's finishing. Obi-Wan, yeah. the, the people, some people want a season two. I think they should kill it. Uh, yeah. Skeleton Crew is coming. And Skeleton Crew is that one with Jude Law. There's, like, kids in it. I don't really know what it's going to be about exactly. I don't know when it takes place. But I almost was like, would I connect it to this? Is this something that's going to be related to this? Or is this going to be something entirely different? Will they need new shows considering, like, are they going to stay in the same era once they finish off a lot of these shows, or are they going to be like, okay, we've finished the kind of like New Republic era, or are they going to keep going with the New Republic era? Or are they going to get into like a First Order era kind of thing? Like, there's a lot of questions I have for that kind of thing. Is this guy going to be forced to, uh, oh, actually, I guess this kind of brings into like, is he going to be forced to get into the resurrection of Palpatine or the cloning of Palpatine, considering. When you see all the Imperial Remnant meet, which was very interesting because it's something I've wanted to see for quite some time of like, what does the Imperial Remnant look like besides Moff Gideon? Because you're like, he can't be the only power. Yeah, that was interesting. There was actually like a bunch of like warlords essentially that were like trying to kind of keep it together, but also clearly trying to like one up the other and stuff like that. Yeah. And the whole thing with like, with the warlord system that they have is that there's, I guess, two kinds of warlords. There's actual imperials that just kind of went like fuck it we're warlords now we're just going to kind of be pirates more or less and then there's some that i think have the overall goal that work with potentially like thrawn and are the true remnant that go yeah we're calling ourselves warlords because it throws the scent off that we're up to something much bigger than that and it's a good distraction to utilize hence like they have that episode where um that one pilot uh the rebel pilot that's like the space. He's like fucking highway patrol, always. Yeah, but he, the, the um, one guy that keeps coming back. <laughs> he's like, yo, something bigger is going on here, and you guys should really figure it out. And it shows like more of the, um, it shows more of that. And I think it was in that episode. It shows more of him like talking to the bureaucrats in Coruscant, and they're just like, ah, you know, everything's yeah. fine. Things going it's wrong. Like we can't spare the the anyone for that non republic world yeah why would we do that there's no like thrawn's not real that's the whole thing is like they're gonna get caught yeah i think and that that was also interesting it was the the one guy in the that like dark council or whatever that was just like thrawn will come back and uh 
Gideon's just like, really? Because you've been saying that for a while. We haven't heard from him. We don't even know where he is or if he's even alive. So we really should stop waiting for this guy. And there's other characters, too, that were there that are just like, yeah, the project's something. And you're like, oh, that's the fucking Palpatine project that they're talking yeah. about that they're focusing on. So it's like they said with Thrawn because Thrawn probably knows this shit more. And, you know, you hear the Ahsoka trailer, like, Thrawn's the heir to the Empire. And you're like, I just saw that reference to the book, which I still have to listen to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of, like, underlying stuff that I think this isn't really, like, you're seeing a lot of offshoots here. You see whatever's going on with the scientists, like, what's going to happen with that? What is that leading to? Is this going to be now reintegrated into, like, is this going to be an Ahsoka? Is this going to be an entirely different show? Is this going to be in the movie that they're working on, that Dave Floney's doing? That's going to be, like, the big, like, I guess, Disney Plus movie. It's not on Disney Plus, but it's, like, the culmination of Mando, Ahsoka, Boba Fett. Um, the Star Wars Avengers. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yes, and, yeah, but don't don't call it that or else it'll... Space be, Avengers. If you call it Space Avengers, it's going to suck. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, don't jinx this, man. We've, we've got a good thing going here, damn it. <laughs> This is the one thing that's good <laughs> that's coming from you know, right I, now. I would not be surprised if at one point in the future, Disney starts doing like Avengers in space and then eventually they like go to the Star Wars galaxy for one of the episodes. I mean, Patton also did that fucking like Star Wars Marvel crossover. Hell, James Gunn said there's like possibility of DC and Marvel now crossing over that he's in charge. Uh, hmm. uh, you heard that, right? No. Yeah, he said there's more of a possibility they could cross over now because he's in charge because he worked for both now. He just said, like, okay. we would, he said before, like, that would be f- a fun thing to do, but he said before we'd even think about doing that, you know, we have to establish the DCU first and make that, like, a thing. And if, like, oh. once that's fully established and everything's there, we could do, like, a fun, like, whatever movie uh, and throw, like, greatest hits in there or something. I don't know. But that, that okay. Yeah. Superman versus the Century. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's so when you have that imperial meeting that's obviously probably going to offshoot into ahsoka considering she's dealing with thrawn yeah and he might be like the big bad for the movie though and they said there could be a season two of ahsoka so we don't really know what's going to be like the full thing ahsoka seems like it's going to be pretty much the uh spiritual successor to rebels like that's the true filoni love projects yeah, there we even saw like hera and chopper in the trailer too i'm so excited for that show Hera's going to be you know who's hera right um i i forget her mary name, elizabeth but... winstead yeah oh yeah, yeah aka yeah. ramona flowers aka huntress yeah. <laughs> she the, and she's in the thing 2011 she's in everything uh i really wish that movie had just been a huntress movie <laughs> i'm just exci- I'm, I'm so pumped for her as hair like that that actually got me so excited because she's i always enjoy usually most of the shit she's in uh, i forget who plays sabine and then now we you know in one of the episodes of mandalorian we see um oh, yeah we did see sabine i forgot we see I forgot because she has, like, long-ass hair. Yeah, that was so weird. I literally was, like... I thought that that was just one of his species. I didn't think it was literally Zeb. Yeah, Zeb. I was like, Zeb, Zeb. I don't fucking... Yeah. So, yeah. he's going to be in it, probably. And maybe we're going to get Tamara Morrison in Ahsoka, but not as Boba Fett. I think we could get Tamara mm. Morrison with a beard as Rex, maybe. Hmm. That could be fun. Oh, Tamara Morrison. I, I I was hearing Mayor Morrison, and I was like, oh, no. I don't remember yeah. that character. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he could play an older Rex. That would be really fun. Um, yeah. But, okay, yeah, so that, that's what I thought the Imperials were there. And then we see, like, the rest of that being like, oh, hey, we're talking about Episode Nine, which we talked about earlier, but this whole thing being like, 
everything is kind of connecting together, whether it's Bad Batch, where it's like, oh, is Bad Batch kind of talking about Dark Troopers being, that eventually show up in Mandalorian? And for this being like, you know, the whole thing with Grogu, the whole thing with uh, potentially Omega, maybe, but also with like uh, the whole working of like the science division of Mandalorian is pretty much the thing that is attempting to fix the sequel trilogy. And it feels like it, yeah. When I say fix the sequel trilogy, it's more of fixing of Snoke, the First Order, and Palpatine are the three things it's trying to fix. You obviously, you can't fucking fix Ray. You can't fix everything no. else about these movies. They're fucked. They're gonna, they're gonna try because they're, they're gonna trying do to a make Ray things around series. them good. It's just kind of like um, when the prequels came out and you're just kind of whatever about them, and then th- the Clone Wars came out and then the micro series, and you're like, yeah, I really like the prequels, <laughs> and you're like, no, wait, no, they're still pretty bad, but. At least in the, I said it before, in this day and age, like, I fucking love the prequels because they're fun. And they're watchable, at least. Like, yeah, you have a good time I, watching them. I, I can have a good time watching them. Whereas yeah, the sequels, like I just you, get angry and annoyed. Yeah, like you, I rewatched the prequel movies after the sequel movies were done. Because I was like, are they somehow better? And that's that's hard to say, because it's like, no. It's different forms of bad. But also, in some ways, yes. It's different forms of bad, right? <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, like, it's like one it's is the bad, dialogue it, down, but they didn't get anything else right. And then one is the dialogue not down, but it's so much more creatively interesting. Yeah, like it's bad and, che- and cheesy, but it's like at least it has like a through point throughout the series that makes sense versus like... And it's original? The, yeah, versus the sequel trilogy where it's just like, yo, this feels so scattered. I don't understand what's happening. Why am I at a casino? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, God, I'm not looking for that Ray movie. I just don't. I just don't care. Um, like I like Daisy Ridley, and, and like I I liked Ray up until that last movie, where it's just like, yeah, she could do whatever. And just, just... I mean, I liked Ray. I liked <laughs> everything in Seven. Seven was. It, I mean, yeah. yeah, Seven was fine, and then it, Seven. I thought, but now was Seven fine. is less enjoyable because then you know what happens after, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, they like it, it's so okay, weird yeah, to wait, see wait, a movie wait. retrospectively ruined. <laughs> yeah. So retroactively, not. Otherwise, so really getting back to the core of this, uh, you have two characters now that are in front and center. You have Din Djarin and you have Bo-Katan. And for Din Djarin, he's more of like, he has a very short but coincise redemption of what he's trying to do. And it's, I need to be rebathed in the waters of Mandalore. Or I have to be bathed in the waters of Mandalore. I need my redemption so I can become this specific form of Mandalorian again. And yeah, a, tr- a true pure Mandalorian, yeah, basically. of that nature, that type. Because there's like you know we have the two different one versions. who follows the way, yeah, yeah. And he enlists Elba Bo-Katan, who at first you, I was very skeptical of what was going to happen. Not like in a negative skeptical, but I was like, is there going to be a duel? Is Bo-Katan going to die and Dinjarin becomes Mandalore? Like, what is going to happen here? Considering the ending of season two. And you could tell yeah. she's like somewhat bitter and everything, and she gave up, and her crew leaves and becomes yeah, because like the privateers. Yeah, the first time you see her, uh, Din's like, "What happened to your army?" And she's like, "They left because I didn't have the dark saber, so they didn't believe me." Yeah, and then we get uh, them to unite, and she saves him, and in that sense, wins the dark saber, even though he carries it for that a while. That was weird. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a good loophole. I think they yeah, they, they did it, it well. It worked. It worked. It was straight up like when he said it, I had to think when the he explains it, and I'm like, "Oh no, yeah, that checks out. That makes sense." Well, no, because you know why? Because they, I was like, "Wait, they're doing the Harry Potter rules." Oh, with the other one. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, Voldemort thought he earned the, the Elder Wand, but it was actually Malfoy he was supposed to kill because Malfoy disarmed Snape, so Malfoy was the owner of the... Uh, no, he didn't disarm he Snape. Fuck Malfoy, it. it's all stupid. It was, no, Malfoy disarmed Dumbledore, right? Right, that's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like Voldemort didn't think it all the way through and didn't get it right, so then because Harry later disarmed Malfoy, even without the Elder Wand, it's just like that counted. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was crazy. So, so that's the so that's why Bo picking up the dark saber and saving Din from the guy that, or whatever that thing was, uh, that had kidnapped it or captured him was like good enough to be like, well, she she bested the thing that bested me. So, Mandalore, that yeah, there's some better? fucking weird things in Mandalore. Holy shit, yeah. weird ass creatures. Which I I like the I like the design the way they did Mandalore, whether it's being like a, a full yeah. fucking wreck. In the city area where it's like a strange they got like, morlocks <laughs> yeah they've got fucking crazy creatures and stuff and then you have uh the sand dunes where they're like the cool sand ship and everything that was really fucking cool i did I like that, that the surface ship. also was like literally glassed yeah and then there's like a that, fucking that cool. giant monster whatever the hell that was that's the mythosaur no that, was it i don't think the so. thing in the water oh no no no, no the other thing in the yeah. sand yeah that's a different yeah monster. that was weird i was like what the fuck is it? i was <laughs> like is that the mythosaur and i looked at it i was like that's not the mythosaur. how many kaijus they got yeah, i was like planet. what the fuck is here uh so it's just like jesus christ uh but otherwise like once his plot is done there like because you're, you're wondering what his purpose is the first two seasons was the child what are you doing with the child yeah and overall that's still the point of it they just kind of season three is like a little in between because first you're like he's doing something for himself and which is the first time we're seeing him do something for himself uh pretty much the whole series i guess besides making his own armor and everything else which is cool uh or like getting the armor upgrade to beskar but otherwise like grogu has been his like point of being and this season afterwards like the way they say like go train him and everything else like making season four like we'll be back to that kind of thing but uh otherwise like once he's done he becomes support for Bo-Katan and Bo-Katan takes front and center of like this is her story this is her rising up and you're wondering like is she because you first get a couple hints that it could be something else one being like when you find there's Beskar in the wreckage of the ship that was taking Gideon in, and you're like, there's Beskar, like, who did it exactly? And you're, yeah. like, wondering other bad Mandalorians. You learn later that it wasn't even... I thought that the Mandalorians were being framed for busting out Moff Gideon, and that they were going to... Someone was trying to turn the Republic against the Man- what's left of the Mandalorians. Yeah. It turned out to be less complicated. Yeah, it was that. less complicated, and then nothing came of, like, just kind of... You're just like, what's going to be yeah. of it? And it's just... No, I literally was just a hint at, like... All their armor is made of Beskar. Yeah, now, it's now that it's high end Imperials, which now that they killed them all, they could just take their armor and be like, no, we all have Beskar. Right? Do they not have just like a shit ton of Beskar? Well, they also have their planet back, which is the source of Beskar. So. Yeah, so it's <laughs> kind of nice. Uh, but there's that. There's the whole. Uh, when Bokatan sees the Mythosaur, you're like, is she going to. What's she going to do with that? What's going to claim that? And I think the Mythosaur. Because nothing happened with it. I think we're going to get full front and center Mythosaur in season four. I think that's going to be yeah. the whole thing. Because the whole thing with Mythosaur is like the true Mandalore will ride the Mythosaur. Yeah, like the first Mandalore, yeah, he rode the Mythosaur. And that's why it's like their symbol. Yeah. For, 
I loved, I did love that scene when she like, she lost one of her pauldrons or whatever, or sh- shoulder pads. And, uh, the pauldrons, right. That's a shoulder pad. Oh, pauldr- yeah. That's, okay. For whatever reason I was like, is that, is that right? Anyway. Uh, and then the, the armorer was like, you, you, uh, you lost a piece of your armor. Let me build you a new one. Like, would you like the signet of the, um, the night owl again? Which, cause that's like her family, like crest, I guess. Cause that's like the, uh, design on her helmet. And she's like, how about the Mythosar? Like, is it, would it be wrong for me to choose the Mythosar? And she's like, no, the Mythosar belongs to all Mandalorians. And I just thought, I thought it was really cool that she's like starting to lean into like the myths and like believe in the history of Mandalore and not just like the war and the, the armor and the weapons and shit. Yeah. And she becomes like the in-between. Like that was interesting. Yeah. Cause we, I was wondering what the eventual clash would be between the followers versus who are considered fanatics versus, uh, like Death Watch style yeah. Mandalorians that are more like that normal was... ones that Chingo Fett was like and everything else. Yeah. That was another scene I really liked was when she was like, I, I want to go back and reclaim our home world, but I need a, a, an advanced force to help me like scout the way for everyone else to make sure it's safe. And people on both sides joined in. Yeah. Cause, Which was awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I really liked that. I love the fact that, too, you're getting a melding of, like, the two different types of, like... Because you, you have the Death Watch, which is awesome fucking blue armor. I love... They're probably my favorite... One of my favorite armor designs now in Star Wars, honestly. Like, I fucking... I, I have the Bo-Katan and Casca Reeves, blast, black, which Casca Reeves is the Sasha Banks character uh, mm. from WWE. Uh, both of their figures from Black Series, and I want more of them, but I'm like, where would you put these? Uh, I can't fit more than... I have like, dude, I would love to have like one of those glass display cases one day just for, to fill it with like cool figurines. Yeah, and shit, I want, dude. I forgot case. how much I love the Star Wars figures. Like, just get rid of that bookshelf. <laughs> it's like honestly, when it comes to different things, it's like, oh well, you like reading? What do you like reading? I'm like, oh DC and stuff. Well, what about figures? You want DC figures? I'm like, yes, a little bit, but I'm more like Star Wars and Godzilla are like figures and statues I like more, and yeah. uh, at least for now, I got like um, the pre Beskar Dinjarin. I've got both Imperial and Rebel Snowtroopers from Hoth, because I fucking, those, I, ha- I, I needed those too. I've got like a, a, a half-size, like, um, big Starklighter, Luke's friend that gets killed in the Death Star run in the first movie. And then I've got, yeah, Bo-Katan and Cosca Reeves. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I got these. I eventually, before all the fucking Mandalorian figures started coming out, all I wanted was the pilots. I'm like, I got bigs, I just want, uh... I want Wedge Antilles, I want Luke, I want Dak Ralter, I want, um, what's it, Wes Jansen, who's the guy that, Wes Jansen, for those that don't remember, like, people don't remember these fucking names, and I'm like, ah, oh, these are the pilots, of the coolest fucking yeah, characters. Yeah, like, I remember Biggs and Wedge, I don't remember Wes Jansen. Wes Jansen is the one that rescues Luke and Han in, oh. in Hoth. He's like, I've found them. And then what happens after, he attempts to, uh, help Luke taking down the Imperial walkers and his ship gets blown up. So West dies. He never leaves Hoth. Uh, and then Dak, everyone knows and loves Dak. You know, sometimes yeah. I feel like I could take on the whole <laughs> empire myself. Oh my God, Dak is dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like you have all them, there's like characters from the Rogue Squadron game that are like really cool. So they're I, fucking, it reminds me, I want to read the X, like, uh, I, so on Audible, I've been getting all the X-Wing books, like the legacy pre-Disney ones. So it's about all the pilots, and eventually I'm going to start, like, listening to all those, and I'm so excited. I think I'll I'll do that after, like, Shadows of the Empire and the, the Thrawn trilogy, 
and then it's going to be like, all right, time for all the fucking X-Wing books, and it's going to be so good. But um, I think, like, this is the thing, dude. Pre-Clone Wars, pre-Mandalorian, it was Rebel Pilots for me. Like, that was the coolest shit. So it's like, you have Rebel Pilots, then you had the, the clones and the Arc Troopers and the Clone Wars, and now it's, like, fucking Death Watch Mandalorians, and those are, like, the coolest things to me in all these eras and stuff. Um, sorry, tangent there. I got too excited. So I, I, I complain about Star Wars, but you can tell I fucking love Star Wars, and that's probably why yeah. I complain about Star Wars sometimes. No, um, it's like when you love something enough, like you criticize it more probably just because yeah. you you want it to be the best that it can be because you love it so much. Yeah. So there's oh god, there's so much. I still you know I never beat Rogue Leader, the second Rogue Squadron game. I never played really? Rebel Strike. Yeah, they're not on PC. One thing if that... they, we were on PC, you're fucking. Uh, Switch, I'd be so happy. God damn. Dude, one thing that's been bugging me is I started playing uh, Star Wars Squadrons on PSVR 1. Oh my god, I forgot about And on PSVR 1, like, dude, that shit was so cool. And the story's actually really uh, good, too. So I might just finish it without the headset, because, like, at this point, I would have to re-hook up all that headset shit to play it in VR again, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to bother probably, with that. Maybe we could throw that into the Jedi Fallen or Jedi Survivor episode or something. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be a long like episode. It's not that though. long, and it's like it's actually legitimately not a bad story. Okay. Okay, we'll see what happens then. Um, yeah. But otherwise, like, the back to Bo-Katan and her whole thing, like, I, I do like that she gets the Mythosaur symbol because the only other person we've seen with the Mythosaur, Mythosaur symbol, which is the whole, like, blueprint of Mandalorians... It's Boba yeah, Fett. it's like basically the symbol of yeah. It's like their symbol. Yeah, and he's the only one that's had it, which is interesting because it's like he's <laughs> when you learn more about him, you're like, oh, he's a clone. He's not actually Mandalorian technically, but he like sort of is. Yeah, it's like he's genetically, I guess. Which those that don't know pre Disney, he he becomes Mandalore. He is Mandalore. Like that's why it's yeah. like different here, where he's just like, I'd like to be crab lord of a small fucking place on the daimyo that would be the daimyo yeah i'm like uh but yeah <laughs> you got millennials good job um let me soak in my bath yeah god damn <laughs> i got better <laughs> uh, yeah um i i liked the remnant mandalorians that you find that are just like on that ship and you're like, we've been here the whole yeah. time. We survived this whole time. That was interesting. And they're like, is that the voice of Lady Bo-Katan? And they're just like, I don't know if they're going to be hostile or not. And they're just like, they're still loyal. Yeah. They're just like, we're sorry we failed you. And then like, I, I, I did like that scene where they're like catching up and being like, this is what happened and stuff like that. And she's like, you're wrong. I did. Um, oh, oh, what's the word? Uh, I surrendered. Surrender. Yeah. Like I did surrender to um, Gideon. I gave him the dark Gideon. saber. And, but he still, like, slaughtered all of Mandalore after I, uh, uh, gave up. Like, she basically was trying to do the last thing she could do to save her people, and it was ignored, basically. Yeah, and the whole thing was, like, she was blamed because it was, like, what happened. It's, like, she did, like, try to save them, and it's funny because at first I wasn't sure if I'm, like, does that make them hate her or respect her more? And it was, like, a whole thing of, like, apparently they respected her more through it, which was interesting, and I thought that considering everything that's happened, like from Rebels to then when Rebels, she gets the Darksaber and becomes in charge to like, at that point when everything gets fucking destroyed, uh, they don't really say like, oh, how is she like, I mean, obviously Death Watch followed her and then the pretty much like the, the, the cult, I just call it the fanatics are just like, yeah, no, she fucking sucks. 
So you, you're never really sure how Mandalorians in general feel about her until, like, you get to this moment and you see, like, I guess they didn't like her before as much, and this kind of helped out in her favor, which yeah. is pretty cool. And the fact that, like, you know, Din follows her, and even, like, the, the whole thing was, like, who's going to go against her? And it would be the one guy who also wants to be Mandalore himself, who wants to be the leader, which is Paz Vizsla, who's fucking played by uh, fucking John Favreau. Uh, but, you know, he's like, I'll follow you. And that was the one stone they needed to move. And once that was done, it was like everyone fell into place. And I think one of the best yeah. interactions was like Axe, Axe Swoves and uh, Paz Vizsla. Oh, yeah. And they're like playing some game and just like, that's not how those pieces move. Like, yes, it is. It's like, no, it's not. It's like, what rules are you playing by? Our ancient rules or whatever. <laughs> it was fucking insane. And then Grogu's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I love that they all respect Grogu, though. Like, they've, because they, uh, it's like they all respect Din, but they also, like, they know how much this kid's been through and how much they protect him, considering, like, you know, they pretty much sacrificed a lot of themselves in season one to protect him in, like, episode three, I think. That and it also seems like they take it very seriously that like no 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 he he may look different than us but he is a youngling or a, foundling. Yeah, a foundling like so he gets all of the foundling respects that we give to like the young ones because that's how our culture is yeah and it's just like you're lucky Mecha Gregory was there to stop this yeah. fight oh <laughs> my god but dude uh, Paz's sacrifice which kind of felt unnecessary. Yeah, that was my only problem with it. Is like I really like that character, but it really felt like he didn't have to stay behind and do that. And the fact that his armor was like protecting his ass, he could have definitely gotten out of there too. Was you know yeah. in part two, um, and he fucking killed dude. He literally annihilated all of them until yeah, his he gun killed like overheated. literally all the soldiers until like the Praetorian, the Praetorian guards. guards. Oh my god! <laughs> I was just like, fuck, not these dudes because there's they're like the equivalent of the. Um, the Emperor's Guard, like... Yeah, the, they're, like, basically trained to f fight and kill Jedi. Which so. reminds me, I need to still... Another thing I want to read is Crimson Empire. For those that don't know, that's about um, some of the guards from the Emperor and what happens to them after uh, he mm. dies in Episode Six. There's, like, a three-part... It's, like, three different books or something, and it's, like, comics, I think. It's supposed to be really fucking cool. Um, just more lore there. It's obviously Legacy now, but that's where all the fucking dope shit is. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so their designs were cool. I was happy to see them. And, you know, because I guess you get the the fucking whatever ones in episode eight or something that guards Snoke. But uh, these ones were cool. And I like that they were using the... Uh, weren't they the same types of blades that the um, Magna Guards use in the Clone uh, Wars? The Viber Blades. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they're like Viber Blades. And you have um, uh, Paz has the, uh, the knife version. That you, I guess, they first yeah. show in, what is it, Kotor, I think? Yeah. Yeah, so that was really cool, because you're just like, oh, right, because you never see them. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool, Viper Blades. Yeah, you never <laughs> see them until this. Like, this is, I think, the first, like, live-action yeah. or even animated, like, just uh, they were, like, visual a, essentially version. Essentially, the, the proto-lightsaber, where it's like, they're not made of energy, but they can, like, cut through basically anything, because it's, like, a blade that's vibrating, like, the Flash. And they could give a lightsaber, like, it's, a lightsaber's not gonna, like, cut this in half, necessarily. Yeah, it's one of the few things that can actually block a lightsaber yeah. and, like, co go toe-to-toe -to -toe with one. Which, for those that also haven't realized, the Darksaber is also a lightsaber. It's just a different type. Yeah, it's just somehow weirdly shaped. Yeah. Um, which, I guess... It sounds very different. <laughs> Moff Gideon and the Darksaber. So, Moff Gideon, his 
ideas were interesting because he wanted to incorporate everything, whether it was the clone troopers, the dark troopers. The... No, he said clones, Jedi, and Mandalorians were the three, like, if you can combine all three, you'll have an unstoppable army, pretty much. Yeah. And that's what he was trying to do. And that's what I think kind of hints that, like, the dark troopers... It's like, oh, how did you try to use the clones? And it's like, the Dark Troopers, it sounds like. That's what makes it, well, especially you think, since that Bad Batch. So, like, he was still calling them his Dark Troopers. It's just like, now they're perfect, because instead of being robots, they're me. <laughs> yeah, and what's interesting is some of them but, make, but with like... also force powers. Some of them are making human sound. So yeah. it's like, were those Dark... Those were human Dark Troopers, though, not robotics, right? Yeah, so the other troopers that he was throwing at them, I don't think those were the clones. No, no. I, I don't the know. The whole thing is, no, so I think they, like, used the clones as some form of blueprint for the Dark Troopers. I don't know what part. The whole thing mm. is season three of Bad Batch is you'll, I think we'll find out what part goes to that, like how it leads to them becoming that kind of thing. I don't think it's like, I am now a Dark Trooper and, like, we're the, exos, we're the skeleton of that or the core. I think it's more of like a... Like, we took the brain or something. I don't fucking know. It's going to be very interesting how it works. But um, he he's trying to combine it all. And when you see his suit, it's straight up like Dark Trooper tier fucking it's suit. It's so weird. It's so heavy and indestructible because it's like, it's a like, Beskar plated Dark Trooper suit. So it's got yeah, just the amount I, of heaviness and force of the Dark Trooper, but I with like the invulnerability of Beskar. Too far with the mechanical, like, whirring noises every time he took a step. It was a little bit much. It was kind of, but, yeah, I, I would agree. But it did sell the point of, like, no, 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 this isn't just, like, armor you wear. It's literally, like, the Mjolnir armor from Halo where it makes you wicked strong, too. Yeah, like, the whole thing is, like, once they would get into hand-to-hand combat with him, it was just like, oh, we're getting fucked up. Like, this dude's yeah. so much stronger right now. And it's not even... Get himself Gideon. Darth Maul horns. <laughs> yeah, because you see, like, in their fight in Season 2, Din and Bo-Katan are both stronger than Moff Gideon individually. Yeah. But with this armor, it's basically he's using a very super handicap in order to, like, achieve victory. And, you know, you see that him... That makes sense. It yeah. makes total sense. And you see him crush the Darksaber, which, ironically enough, gives... I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that either. I was just like, fuck, dude, that was a dope... I was like, no, that cool lightsaber. No! Uh, <laughs> the, the cool thing about it was that because of that now, it is a tradition that would you, you would say is outdated. Now gives more freedom for a there to become a leader of mandalorian like there's less yeah. superstition around having a leader which makes it easier for bo-katan be to become the leader so this is going to be a slight tangent but one of the things i thought might have been an option for Bo getting a dark saber or the dark saber but it's not like she literally possesses it herself like i thought that when din was gonna or when he was stepping up to do his speech of like she beat the thing that beat me so that's actually hers I thought she he was going to do this whole thing where, like, I'll be her Kingsguard, essentially. Oh. And I'll, I'll be her Darksaber. And, like, be the the new tradition of, like, one Mandalorian to be, like, the perfect guard to the leader. But that didn't end up happening, nah. which is fine. Yeah. It's just, like... That was like, interesting. Oh, that that, that could have been a thing. Yeah. That, yeah, I guess it could have. That Yeah, it's not a bad idea, honestly. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't happen. Um. Yeah. <laughs> No, they broke it instead. They're like, nah, no one gets the dark saber. <laughs> if you can't share it, then none of you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he got fucking exploded. 
I, engulfed dude, in flames. I literally laughed when he died. At least I assume he's dead. He's Maybe like died cut. three times now. It feels like that's the thing. He, he's so, literally the reoccurring villain each time. Like his fucking hand comes out of the tie fighter yeah, in I, the first season. I didn't even think then, he like, was gonna come back in this season. It was weird. I, I, I thought I, they wrapped that up. I, well, I thought in the second. I thought if anything, he if he made it back, he would have become a high ranking New Republic official because he would have been like, yeah. I swear my allegiance to this. But then secretly would have been like, just like because she was, she was doing the same thing. That would have been interesting if he actually had been admitted into the uh, um, Reformation program or whatever it was called, and like pretended to be a like a good Republic worker, but yeah. Yeah, had plans in, on the side. Um, but, you know, I, I just laughed because, like, it just seemed too perfect how he just, like, backs up a few feet and just gets, like, engulfed in flames as soon as they show up. And just his whole, like, ah, and I was just like, ah, uh, weird. Yeah, Funny. then Grogu's <laughs> just like, no. Yeah. Just like, I'm the, I'm the Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> just, Fire like, saves them and you're like, oh. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah. And, like, Bo, Bo tries with her little shield. I was like, I don't know if that's gonna help. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know, it could it could uh, work okay, but yeah. Then Grogu just saves them because he's like, I'm. I use the Force, but I ain't no Jedi because I'm Mandalorian now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Even though everyone's now expecting him to be in the new Ray movie as like teenage Grogu or something. Um. That's it. That's the. It's gonna be so weird when he could finally talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, he'll be like the claw. <laughs> 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 he'll talk like one of the green aliens from Toy Story. Um. But yeah, otherwise, like, you know, it ends with uh, Bo-Katan becoming the leader. And I think this is where, you know, season four is going to be interesting because the whole thing they say, like, they specified, like, he's no longer the main character. There's multiple main characters. Yeah. I think they're, they're like, the Mandalorian could mean any Mandalorian. Like, but you said singular, the, the man. So. I, I do agree. I don't know. But also, like, having her front and center more because she was, like I said, she's a very highly That's the thing. enjoyed That's character that, of mine. I would mind more if it wasn't focusing so much on such a cool character. Yeah. Like, so because it's Bo-Katan, I'm like, that's fine. I, I liked in, but I really like Bo. Yeah. So I think season four, like, they, they've already said, like, it sounds like Mandalorian's gonna go back to his individual adventures with him and Grogu. Like that's the whole point. Is like we're gonna go do that thing. I totally love that, honestly, because I like yeah. the whole like it's still the Western. That's why this has been so much fun. Is it's like it's it's a Western. They're going around doing these crazy adventures and shit, and meeting other characters, which will be fun. And yeah. uh, obviously, <laughs> no Cara Dune to see again. But yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I'm sure like he'll still interact with Bo-Katan, maybe with Boba Fett, depending on what's going on. Uh, and then Bo-Katan We'll probably have more of like we're getting the re the rebuilding of Mandalore along with potentially the rise of the Mythosaur. So yeah, uh, whatever's gonna happen there, and the fact that Moff Gideon dies and his whole area is like annihilated, like will the Imperial Remnant then go? Oh shit, we have to take care of this now because we did see them as a threat, and now they're an even bigger threat because now not only did they defeat Moff Gideon, but they're fully gonna yeah. be rebuilding now. So and they're unified. They're unified, so we'll see if the Imperials do anything about this, if maybe uh, the New Republic doesn't like this either. Who knows, like, what's going to happen here, even though it seems like the whole thing is uh, Din Djarin is going to work with the New Republic, actually. I forgot about that. Uh, he's going to work for them as, like, a contractor. Oh, yeah. Or, like, a yeah, as a hired hand, which is going to be fun, because it's, like, I think we're going to see more of, um, I forget what that character's name is, but, you know, par- uh, fucking Highway Patrol, man. Uh, going to that fu- I love that rebel base because it's like a weird like 
coastal rebel i mean not fucking rebel new republic base rebel sounds so much better um but that new republic base where it's like this is where they kind of chill in between missions and they go out and i love seeing i just love seeing that there's like these x-wings and y-wings there and it's so much fun to just like enjoy looking at them but um i think also the other thing we might see is more of the it's weird seeing the new republic because the whole thing is like, yo, we beat the Empire, so the New Republic should be good, right? And the way they keep showing it is it's a yeah, failing it system. Yeah, just as bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like corrupt. It's not good. A lot of the stuff is the same. Like the re-education is pretty fucked up. Uh, so you're not really sure what's going to come of it, considering like are basically are we going to be seeing the whole like downfall of the New Republic and the rise of the First Order? Is that the whole point of this? Is that what's coming out? eventually is because i don't think the imperial remnant will turn into the first order until thrawn is dead i think once Uh, that stuff is done then we would get into the rise of the first order um that's what i feel like would be the next step considering like thrawn is the imperial remnant that's what the whole thing was usually in in star wars was he was that and then eventually like he got taken out and things went really bad for the imperials Obviously, they were still around in Star Wars because we didn't have a First Order in uh, pre-Disney. Whereas now, they can shorten the lifespan of the Imperial Remnant and throw the First Order in and kind of start building them up over time. Uh, I just don't know. That's what I think. I'm almost positive that this movie will kind of be the exit of the New Order, New... uh, new um republic era and the like the the bridge to the rise of the first order i don't Mm. know just guessing Um, probably but i think hopefully as long as they have it more put together it should be a better season yeah Um, it just felt like the season had a lot of like way too many detours and it just it took like six out of the eight episodes to really get to what the main point of the season was and then it was, like, once you find out that Moff Gideon was, like, ne- he never got to where he was being transferred to and he's, like, out somewhere, that's when, like, the real plot happens and then, like, basically everything of importance happens in, the, like, the last two episodes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, otherwise, the season itself, I think... It's definitely not... Season 2 is still the best season. Season 2 oh, yeah. is never... I don't think anything is ever going to be Season 2. Like, that is still, like, I think that's one best. of the main reasons why I was so disappointed by this season was I was I thought, like, Mando Season 1 was really good. Season 2 was so good that I was just like, wait, this is the same show? What? What so, happened? So, <laughs> what, what would we say is better, Season 1 or Season 3? I'd say season one, just because it felt more like cohesive, f- cohesive and focused. Yeah, like I'd agree I with know. that. I think I think that's fair, uh, and I think that's pretty much everything. I don't think there's anything else then, right? Yeah, I think we covered pretty much all the yeah. main points. Overall, enjoyed both Bad Batch. Yeah, it's like we're, we were kind of down on it, but it's like I'd still say this season was good, like fine at worst. Enjoyed but critical, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's everything. Uh, like I said, uh, this Friday, so today, this is Sunday, this will go out either Monday or Tuesday, I don't know, just because it's not the easiest to also, like, edit the day it was recorded and released to and everything else, I gotta prep for some other stuff. But, um, 
the remastered Star Wars special episode, which I've renumbered because it didn't have a number before, and it came out in between. Uh, this is how old this is. Right now we're at episode 189. This was episode in in between episodes 34 and 35. That's how old this Damn. is. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot that was how far this back was, that was. Uh, the, the episode I'm putting out on Friday was recorded in january of 2020 so this is right before the pandemic even started well wow yeah this is yeah exactly uh, back in the before times yeah so we're gonna everything's gonna be different like we'll even sound different honestly uh that might have been also one of the times i was a lot more nasally this is before yeah. i had a surgery on my nose so i definitely sound different among like i might have been like sick or something too and it was obviously pre-covid sick it was just like sick sick I also um, would have been recording on my MacBook that fucked up all the time. Yes, yes, that one. I always have, like, the fucking ears. Dude, uh, when I found out it was, like, GarageBand that was doing that and not, like, just my computer in, in general, it was, like, GarageBand was fucking up. I was just like, Apple, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So, yeah, this Friday, look for it, episode 34.5. It'll be the Star Wars special remastered. We're going to, if you guys just want to listen to us talk about uh, Rise of Skywalker, the first season of Mandalorian, along with kind of like how we felt about the Star Wars movies. It's kind of like a, a full like grading of like not each movie individually necessarily, but we rank all five movies when I'm talking to the five. I mean, uh, episodes seven through nine plus Rogue One and Solo. So we're not like focused on each one, but we kind of give like a, a very short like version of it all plus mainly nine and everything and just how we feel about the trilogy, how Disney did with the movies and everything else. Yeah, uh, I think the best part is uh, us talking about, like, has Disney fucked up too hard? <laughs> yeah, and it's fun to look at that then and look at where we are now because the way we talk about it, we're like, yo, they failed with movies and everything else, and we're at a point where we still haven't had a movie since then. Like, yeah. we're at episode 189, and we're talking about movies that haven't come out since episode 34. So, like, that's how long ago that was. That That's crazy. But, uh... That's coming out Friday. Next week, like I said, we'll be talking uh, John Wick Chapter 4, which you gotta go see that quack. See yeah. it before it leaves. Uh, and Evil Dead Rise. And then after that will be a Marvel episode. We're gonna talk Ant-Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And then potentially the next two episodes after that will either be, I think will be gaming oriented. At least Hogwarts, like we're looking at Hogwarts Legacy, an episode with Iki Island and Burning Shores, basically the two DLCs of Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon 2 together. Um, by then I think Demon Slayer will also be done, so we'll probably have a bit of anime. Ooh, there should be a new episode for me to watch. Yes, I watched it already. It's pretty great. Um, but yeah, we'll talk Demon Slayer at a certain point. Um, I think there's probably some other shows that'll be around too that we'll talk about, and then um, I'm sure there'll be more movies too because summer's about to start. So we'll get into like, oh yeah, we're gonna get into like Fast X. We're gonna get into Beast Wars and some other shit. Um, there's plenty of fuck. There's so many Spider Spider Man the flash like there's gonna be a lot of stuff and cut of steel i'm still working on it i'm still trying to reach out to people when i do uh next episode will be black adam and then depending on if shazam's on hbo max or not we'll either talk shazam 2 or we'll just go next to uh birds of prey and start trying to finish off all the dceu movies uh so i'm getting to that soon i'm just happy at least i'm like oh now i know i can remaster episodes and put still images for youtube so I'm like discovering things piece by piece, trying to get them done. But now with work and stuff getting busier, it's hard to like keep everything balanced at the same time and also be awake, <laughs> to be honest, because still trying to focus on sleep too. Um, yeah. So 
And also, I've been really shitty on TikTok and Instagram. I've been able to post like once a week on Instagram for like promos and that's it. I'm going to try to get better on those as well. Um, hopefully I'll figure some stuff out and you'll see maybe one or two extra things this week compared to la the last few, last couple months, I guess. And then maybe get into a better mode of it. But, um, I think TikTok, the next thing we'll see on there is, uh, the Halo series clips. We'll have like three cl clips of that. So that's coming. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that's been Sutra Side Talk. If you want to contact us, uh, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Just the title of the show, at gmail.com, all one word. Uh, you could send us feedback, comments, or questions you want us to answer, whether it's questions on John McFord, Evil Dead Rise, coming out next week, or questions on the Marvel stuff, which hopefully maybe I'll get a guest for that one specifically. Evil Dead and John Wick, maybe I'll get someone. I don't know. It'll be probably someone we, someone I actually know versus uh, for Marvel. Maybe I'll see if I can get someone bigger for that. Um, and then... Uh, you can follow us at Sutra Side Talk, all one word, on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. You could follow me at GoGoComzilla. And that is everything. We will catch you all next week. So long. Thanks for listening. <laughs>